0: Take the front row as we take you to the movies and the theatres.
1: Um, Now, there is a new movie that's going to be coming out on the 13th of March, 2020. It's called Morphe. And it is a movie that has gained a a lot of international acclaim. It's only coming and making its South African debut on the 13th of March, as I said. But it's gone to a few film festivals, making its premiere at the Venice Film Festival in September. Um, It's also had sold-out screenings in London, Stockholm, and in Glasgow in October uh, with very high praise from film critics. One of the things that is Is quite unique about this film is that um, they've actually taken a song that I think is is a song that that a lot of South Africans um, remember and a song that kind of actually spoke to a, a huge generation when it comes to South Africans and that's called Sugar Man and they've actually redone it. Let's let's take a listen to the song.
0: Sugar Man, won't you hurry? Because I'm tired of these seas. For a blue coin Won't you bring back All those colors to my dreams
1: I don't really want to use the term cover. Um, Let's use the term reimagined um, of the Rodriguez song Sugar Man. Uh, This is by Invisible Nightclub featuring Rebecca Thompson. And it was done particularly for the film uh, Morphe that is to be released uh, in South Africa on the 13th of March. Joining me on the line is the director of the movie, Oliver Hermanus. Oliver, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me.
2: No problem. I, how's
1: it going? Fantastic. Thank you. I, I, just, I just want to get back to, to the to the song itself. Of course, we know Sugar Man. Um, when it comes to South Africa, actually the song and Rodriguez had a very special place in the hearts of South Africans. We think about the documentary, of course, that they won um, at the Oscars in, in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, So it's a song that's very near and dear um, to the South African DNA, and specifically for a, for a particular age group of individuals, um, namely in, the, in that 70s period when there was conscription and, you know, the guys going into the army. Is, is that why that was one of the reasons you decided to choose a song?
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, it was very important for us to think about music that would help us sort of set the scene for the film. Um, and obviously, Sugarman came up quite early in that process, um, and then it was really about uh, the process of getting the rights and clearing it with the record company and with uh, really the recording team. Um, but for me personally, you know, it was actually a very late decision to actually then do our own reimagining of the song for the for the end of the song. Um, so there's a bit of a rush in the end, but they they definitely pulled it off.
1: And why did you decide to do a reimagined version?
2: Um, I mean, the original song in terms of the way that Rodriguez performed it and his intention, is, uh, the meaning is perhaps slightly different to, to the meaning that I kind of wanted to use in the okay. film. I mean, the song is ultimately about drug addiction and drugs. Yes. Um, and I kind of wanted to find a way of tonally shifting the song to be very much about our setting of the army.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And
2: Ben Lurie, who is in the Little Night Club, is in the very early stages of our conversation, he recommended that perhaps we choose a female vocalist, which is what we did.
1: So tell me a little bit about the, the movie. Like you said, you wanted it you know, to have kind of more connotations to the army, kind of that search for indiv- individual, individuality, bewilderment, being young, being conscripted, and then not fitting in because of your gender identity. So, so tell me about the movie itself.
2: Um, the movie is very much about a generation of white African men who were conscripted. Our film mm-hmm. takes place in 1981 to 1983. Mm-hmm. And it's really about the selection of teenage boys who get shoved into the army system. Um, and they each have their own challenging experience, and our lead character, of course, uh, is experiencing his sexual coming of age. Um, but ultimately, it's about this generation of, of men who were who were sort of not brainwashed, or they like were kind of brainwashed, but they were sort of indoctrinated to to buy into the to the hate structures of apartheid. The film is very much about this this wound and this trauma mm-hmm. that that permeates our society.
1: Now, looking at, at at South African film and and uh, you know the the content of South African film, it does seem, you know, that that there has been a shift. Uh, when it comes to the content, you know, there used to be a time when when everybody almost saw South African, uh, I mean, South Africans' movies as a genre instead of just you know a language in which movie was were made, and, and and you know because it used to be always the kind of comedy uh, or a rom com, but it does yeah. seem like or like you you know um, like Stroopers and and Morphe and these kind of movies, there seems to be a, a shift in 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 the kind of issues uh, that that South Africans' films are tackling.
2: Um, I mean, it's a, there's a long debate about Opracan cinema and uh, the people <laughs> that kind of fund Opracan cinema. I kind of operate outside of it. I made a film nine years ago called Squenet, yeah. which was an And that is a very challenging mm-hmm. film. Um, and, you know, I think that market for these sort of fake, nostalgic Opracans work definitely exists. But I think, uh, particularly for people like myself and for Etienne, who made the are uh, Disturbers. Dy- you know, it's about probably making more work that's sort of more challenging and investigating um, of certain themes that kind of relate to South Africa.
1: So when you're looking at this particular film, uh, what are you hoping that audiences get from it when they come and watch? And who is your target audience?
2: Um, I mean, I keep saying it, but for me personally, an audience the task of a filmmaker of the making of a great film is about posing a relevant and pertinent question to an audience, something that really makes them think and challenges their perceptions about themselves or history or their lives. And so that's kind of what we're hoping for with Mofi. We're hoping for an audience who like to be challenged, an audience interested in this time, who lives through this time. And I think we've made a really impressive piece of work. I mean, I have an amazing team of people who collaborated on Mofi and we've really shown the world and the world has responded amazingly to Mofi. So it's only hopeful of us that we could have that kind of response. So like I
1: Let's talk about that, that international response that you did get. Did you expect it?
2: Uh, you never can. <laughs> it's uh, it's bad luck if you do. Um, but it was it was very overwhelming. You know, our, our premiere was in Venice in September, and yeah. even at that, you know, it's a, it's a really huge platform to launch on because your phone gets reviewed by every major yes. press agency in the world in one day, mm-hmm. and so you you kind of fight your nerves. And I didn't want to read anything. I was, and that season now we avoid the the trades. But you always know when there's a big response. And we've honestly got the kind of response where uh, like offers came rolling in for our car and our crew and for myself from companies all over the world. So it's really changed the lives of myself and producers.
1: That sounds amazing. So tell me what's next.
2: Uh, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> <a secret.
1: laughs> uh, so it's coming out on uh, the 13th of March, 2020. When is your South African premiere?
2: Uh, our official preview is the 2nd of March in Cape Town The 11th of March in Johannesburg And the film is out in theaters on Friday The 13th of March
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm hoping that on the 11th of March I actually get my invite to the Premier here in Jovo. Right? Oh, well,
2: absolutely. You've not met like, public
1: knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, all the best. Um, it's a beautiful piece of work. I have seen some of it. Uh, absolutely, uh, Absolutely amazing. Um, love what you guys have done. Love the subject matter and, how you've ta- and, and, and just how you've tackled it. And wishing you all the best for the run. We will keep punting it. We keep telling our audiences it is so important that first opening weekend to get bums on seats. Absolutely. Uh, so we will keep doing that for you. You guys but thank you so much for taking the time
2: thank you so much for, for talking about the form. i really appreciate it thank
1: you